This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thanks for tuning into our broadcast. Do you know that Romans 10, 14 ends saying these words? How should they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Craft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Are you ready? Now, be blessed. So, today talking about praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit helps you to keep your enthusiasm. If you ever get lethargic uh, or you get to the place where you don't witness to nobody no more, you know, you kind of lost it a little bit. It's because of your lack of praying in the Spirit. All right? It keeps you excited. So praying in the Spirit keeps you excited and inspired. Mm -hmm. One of the strongest motivations for uh, the child of God. And, of course, you can't make everybody believe that because some people choose not to. But praying in the Spirit will keep you motivated, energetic, uh, keep the, the joy of the Lord in your spirit so that you don't have to fake it. You know, it's real. So you want to spend a lot of time praying in the spirit. Number two, praying in the spirit is the fuel for the fire. When you're praying in the spirit, you're actually fueling the fire. It's to keep the fire burning. Keep you excited about God. Hallelujah. You find a preacher who just don't like the preacher as much as he once had. He just, it's just, he's not enthused about going out preaching things of that nature. It's because he does not spend quality time praying in the spirit. In Psalms 85 and 6, I want to take you to uh, a couple of places. Psalms 85 and 6. And uh, <clears throat> in Isaiah 28. Are you going to help me today, Sister Chaprice? Isaiah 28. Psalms 85 and 6 says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? You see that in your Bible? Yes. Amen. No child of God would ever have to ask God to revive them if they would spend quality time praying in tongues. I'm going to say some things that you might disagree with. It's okay. I like the way you take notes, man. Amen. <clears throat> you ready for this? You ready for this? Let's go for all of us. 
you wouldn't have to pray for a revival if you spend quality time praying in tongues. And so what I have called quality time praying in tongues in the past, I found out that was a joke. <laughs> uh-uh. No, you want to spend quality time praying in the spirit so that you get revived. That's what causes revival. The man of God gets revived. The people in the church get revived. Amen. Revival breaks out. You see? And so the, the, the saints become very carnal-minded because they don't pray in the spirit enough to have the Holy Spirit active in their spirit. It is important. I'm going to tell you why. Because when Jesus said you shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, the word power is the word dunama or dunamis. It is the same word that we use uh, a stick of dynamite or a dynamo, a dynamo. Listen to me. When you pray in the spirit, it is very much like a generator. When you turn it on, the more that generator turns, whatever is lightening up, whether there are lights outside or something else that's it's, it's, um, it's causing to work, amen. The more that thing runs and the faster it goes, the more uh, energy or electricity that it gives because of that. When we pray in tongues, we energize our own spirit, which is really us. The Bible saying, edify yourself, the scriptures say. Well, what self? The real you, your spirit is edified or built up when you pray in tongues. Various things begin to happen when you're praying in the spirit. And I want to talk to you about some of them today, and then we'll finish on this possibly on Wednesday. If not, then we we'll just continue until we finish with it. So please read for me uh, Isaiah 28, verse 11 and verse 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. All right, so Isaiah, get a chance to look over into the future and see that God will give a people a refreshing or a revival or a rest by praying in the Spirit. So praying in tongues, amen, refreshes you. Oh, did you hear me right there? It refreshes you. It revives you. And the Lord said that praying in the spirit can bring rest to your spirit and your soul. If you haven't experienced it enough, it's only because you're not doing it enough. You have to pray in the spirit much more than what you have been praying in the spirit. Amen. You have to. 
Now, I want to throw something personal in uh, before we continue quoting the Word of God, the Scripture. You already know, me, you, anybody, know when you're full of yourself. It's when you have to make yourself pray in tongues. Or you can go day after day without praying in tongues. You're full of self. Not the new man. Not the new creation. Not the born again believer. But you're allowing what used to be you, what some people call the old nation, the old man, you're allowing that thing to have too much say-so in your life. Remember now, in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul brings up taking off the old man and putting on the new man. And one way to do that for certain is by praying in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, you're able to get that old man off of you. You say, what is the old man? The old man is what the Holy Spirit got rid of in your life when you accepted Jesus Christ and, and you became a born again Christian. Scriptures say you were once dead in the trespasses of your sins. It said now you're made alive in Christ Jesus. So remember now, it was the old man that knew nothing about the fruit of the spirit. Right. Knew nothing about that. It was the old man that caused us to say ugly things out of our mouth. All you had to do is just touch us the wrong way now. Get us all stirred up, right? And we say some ugly stuff. And we had feelings we experience feelings of hurting people because maybe they were hurting us. But we know what it's like to feel like I hurt you. And even say things that, God forbid, I kill you. You don't know who you messing with. You know, you know those kind of things. You better leave me alone. <laughs> I get you those kind of things. We said very, very nasty things. There's some of us learn those little short, nasty words to say when we get angry. All right? And we invited people to our, our birthday party when they made us mad. You know what I mean? You know, all that, you know, kissing stuff. You better kiss, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like somebody want to, you know, do that. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I slapped the you-know-what out of you and all that kind of crazy stuff. See, all that stuff right there was of the flesh. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. All right, now watch this here. Amen. When you were born again, your flesh didn't get born again. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, you hear me? Yeah. And the soul, which is the will, the intellect, the emotion, the mind will very quickly line up with the spirit 
of God, right? Why your flesh will remain the same. It will always remain the same. The, the, the most we can do is the Bible said mortify the deeds of it, but you don't get rid of it. You just deal with the deeds of it. You see, it's a mortify. It means kill or destroy. Don't let it be active. Yeah. Ain't going nowhere. You might as well know it because the scripture don't even show us where the flesh is once dealt with and done away with until the day you leave this world. So any possibility of any type of sin in anybody's life will always come from the activity of the flesh. If you don't renew your mind, it becomes much easier for the flesh to be active. Remember, your spirit always hates it. Your spirit hates the activity of the flesh. The Bible says the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against it, which means that there's a war, a continual war that's going on all the time. If the saint don't take it upon themselves, amen, to do what they have to, then this thing will continue to defeat you. You see. And when you say, hey, I can't help it, you know, you know, they, they just make me mad like that. And when they make me mad like that, hey, you know, I just, you know, and you act like you're bragging about acting like a sinner. Right. You know, hey, I can't help myself. You know, I didn't want to, but then they took, you know, they took me there. Hey, you know me? You know me. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. You know what I mean? Are you with me? According to the Bible, if the Bible said mortify the deeds of it, that means that somebody is going to have to be accountable, responsible for the deeds of it. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. It's kind of like you're being a parent having a child. Yeah. And your child gets all out of order with you there. You right there with the authority to correct that, but that child still just breaks out when it wants to. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> the flesh is like that. It'll just break out and have a tantrum and do what it wants to, unless an adult is there. A disciplinary adult is there. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. They said, what did you say? <laughs> Better get your in there and sit down somewhere now. I want to hear from you no more today. They're gone. That's the way you handle your flesh. I'm only telling you that praying in the spirit is a huge support to build you up. The Bible says building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up. Well, what self is being built up? Your, your new self, the new man, the new creation, building yourself up on your most holy faith. God, I can be built up. God said so you can be edified. 
You can be lifted. Built up, strong, strong to handle things. Two things can happen to you two different days. The day that you don't pray, you know what I mean? You just want to be a little carnal. Somebody can bring you something that's really uh, hurtful or something or annoying. And you can take it and go, you know, hey, God got that. Praise God in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? And pray and, and deal with it. And then somebody brings something of the same, you know, the same uh, type thing to you. And it just mess you up and just tear you up and just, you know, mess your whole day up. Yeah. What would be the difference? Anybody observe and say, well, you didn't act like that yesterday. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It is because sometimes we refuse to take responsibility for ourselves. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. Those of you that come on Wednesday, you already know that you're going to get it a little differently. Because it's being Wednesday, we do it a little differently. Amen. But uh, did you get that? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Read it for me, please. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For right. no, Go ahead. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, 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 no, now notice this here. Amen. The Bible says that no man understandeth him. It is because he is speaking in an heavenly language given to him or her by God himself for communication. That's what it is for. It is for communication. All the languages in the world would not be a would not be suffice enough to help us say the things to God that we really want to say because there's some things that cannot be communicated to God from the natural standpoint amen God knew that we all spirit beings born again but we live in a physical world therefore we have the language of the physical world that's why God blessed the church with a spiritual language so that they could communicate with him Now, for the sake of our, some of our listeners, we've already dealt with uh, prayers that are being prayed 
not being prayed in the spirit. So I don't want anybody to get the impression that I'm saying if you don't pray in tongues, you can't even talk to God. I'm not saying that at all. Amen. We talked about the prayer of faith and we talked about the prayers of petition, the prayers of petition, which is actually the same thing as prayer of supplication. Some people divide the two, but if you look them up in a dictionary, you're basically going to see that uh, it defines petition as supplication. Okay. Right now, we're talking about being able to speak, the Bible say, mysteries. What are we saying? There are things that you would never be able to say to God in a whole lifetime using your natural ability to speak. So then God gave you a spiritual way of communicating those things to him and he back to you. See, I know a lot of people feel like, well, what good is speaking in tongues? I mean, hey, you don't know what you're saying. Well, that was the whole reason why God did it. Amen. Is to keep the natural mind out of the way so that it will be a spiritual communication. Amen. And when you pray in the spirit, some people say, well, well, God don't talk back unless you can interpret. Well, to be, to be honest with you, in a church setting where somebody is give, getting up to give a tongue, amen, that the church may be edified, then somebody would pray to be able to interpret that prayer prayed in tongues so that the church itself is edified. Because the Bible teaches that praying in tongues with an interpreter equals prophecy in the church yes. when one get up and prophesy. Prophesying in the church is probably not what most people think it is. Amen. It is to bring comfort. It's what it does. Amen. Uh, now, now watch this here. When you're home alone, home alone, <laughs> amen, and you are praying in the spirit, you can interpret the prayer that you're praying, if that's what you want to do, Amen. you can do it. Amen. Now, it, it would be wise, those of you that spend time in prayer, uh, that you learn the habit of having some type of notepad or something that you can write on when you're praying in tongues. Because when you pray in the spirit, if God knows that that is what you're wanting to do with him, when you pray in the Spirit, amen, the Holy Spirit will download into your own spirit what God is communicating to you, and you can just write it while you're praying in the Spirit. Yeah. Just keep on praying and just keep on writing. Amen. And God will give you the order of your day. He will answer something that you've always wanted to know the answer to. He would do so many wonderful things if, if that's what you want. Go to John 16 right quick, right quick. I'm having to speed up a little bit. Amen. Go to John 16. You know, the Apostle John 16 chapter. And let's pull something from there. And then next, uh, I want to go to uh, Romans chapter 8. I hate to go fast like this, but just have to make a move. And so d d d let me know when you're there. Amen. Where are you? John 16. All right, look at verse 13, please. Okay. Read it for me, please, if you don't mind. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, 
He will guide you into all truth. All right, there, truth. baby. Now watch this shit. When you pray in the spirit, listen to me. Jesus made a promise to the disciples. The disciples made promises to us by writing the books that we have in the Bible that the Holy Spirit would do what? What did you say? Guide us into all truth. There you go. So praying in the spirit gives the Holy Spirit the opportunity to guide us in our everyday life. Amen. Mm -hmm. See, we get a lot of our leading from the Holy Spirit when we pray in tongues. The reason why there are so many people in the church, right? Amen. Don't never know where they are. They never know where they are. It's because they don't spend time praying in the spirit. And so they live a life of guessing all the time, taking a chance. Sometimes they're right when they take the chance, and a lot of times they're wrong when they take a chance. But God didn't mean for us to live that way. He meant for us to be guided. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would the Holy Spirit lead me into, into circumstances and situations where it might be this way or it might be that way? You know, I don't know how it's going to come out. I just got to wait to see. Well, that wouldn't be guiding me, would it? No. So he guide you, amen, into the right situations. Amen. How many times have you uh, gotten a job and you say, I don't know whether I'll take this job right here or not. I, I, I might just wait and get me another job. No, you don't. You don't do that. You know what? <laughs> because you, you don't trust God. You're trusting your situation, and you take the first thing that come up, right? Yeah. Why? Because it's about this, money, right? When God don't say, be careful for nothing, I got you. We start putting our trust in the money and the job, and we take the job and be miserable with that job for the next five years. Yeah. I mean just as miserable, hate, hate to get up and go. Why? Because you've done that without even going to God about it at all. I did. I talked to God about it. Well, what did he say? I don't know. He didn't say nothing. Yes, he did. If you talk to him, he said something. God talks. Now, here, I'm finna help you now. Because in prayer, it's always, listen to me, it's always two-way conversation. We have thought that it's one way, and then we'll figure out what God had to say somewhere, I guess, when it happened. But you see, it's always a two-way conversation. Yes. I was talking about the kid a few minutes ago. Your, your baby girl. I, I wasn't going to say your baby boy because he too intelligent. He's too smart. But your baby girl, you can play with her all day. You can enjoy her running around. Come, come here, girl. Come here. Come here. You know, and have a good time with her. But you know one thing she can't do with you yet? She can't have fellowship with you. No, sir. Somebody tell me why. Quick. Quick. Huh? Give me the answer to that quick. You, you got it, but I need you to say something. You got it. Say the rest of it, though. And so they can't engage. You can't engage conversation with her. So therefore, you can't have fellowship with her. The Lord gave you and, and myself, me, the ability to pray in tongues 
so that we could communicate with each other. How can y'all act like y'all not getting this? Do I have a, I get the wrong saints every Sunday. <laughs> <No>. Now look. <laughs> look, 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 people. This is important to you. Please don't be rebellious and let the preacher preach to you and then you go on and live what you want to live every day anyway. Don't you, don't you know that when you do that, you set yourself up for all kind of crazy things to happen to you. At what point could Satan get in the garden? At what point could he do it? It is obvious that he was there. At what, what, what point could he get in there? At what point did he make them sin? Yes, sir. At what point could he destroy them, you see, when he got them to believe him? You know what he used, according to the Bible? Anybody know what it is? The lust of uh, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. If he can get you to operate in that continually, you'll always be where you are. You might upgrade a little bit in where you are, but you'll always be where you are. You have to make a firm decision that I don't live in that house no more. I live in a new house. Somebody say, I live in a new house. I live in a new house. Say, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. Would you please say this here? Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. I don't act like my old self. I don't act like my old self. Because I'm not my old self. I'm a new self. I'm a new self. Good. Praise God. Amen. Now, my, my, my reason for coming to church is not to become religious, to have a place of gathering on Sunday. Well, people come and just gather. No. Amen. But, I, I, but, but God gives the man of God something to give me. Why? Because he wants me to have it. Yes. And not just walk around with it in my hand. He wants me to utilize it. Use what I gave you. You Use what I gave you. Glory be to God. And so today, this man is talking to me. Amen. He's left the places that he was dealing with in prayer. He's now talking about praying in tongues. I asked myself a question. Do I really pray in tongues like I should? No. So I'm listening to my pastor telling me that God is saying, you must begin to do something that you have not been doing. Yes, sir. You must begin to pray in the spirit. A lot of people would not have gotten into that trouble that they got in. Most of the time it was I took notice that they were pastors. I don't know a whole lot about parishioners, what they do in their private time. But they always expose pastors and make it this big. Yeah. And I said, how did that pastor fall? Man, he was such a man of God. How did he fall? I don't get it. Amen. You better believe. Just shows I'm sitting there looking at you. Amen. He stopped praying. Yeah. Guarantee you did. And Satan had heyday. Guarantee you. Can't tell you. When a man steps out on his wife, 
He got no prayer life. When a woman steps out on her husband, she ain't got no prayer life. You see? When you start doing things that you swear you would never do again, you don't let you don't left that place of fellowship with God. You have actually walked away from fellowship with God. Amen. Amen. Because in fellowship with God, amen, there's not only the beauty of being in his presence, amen, and basking in his presence. Hallelujah. And being uh, built up and being edified. Amen. Stop watching your watch, boy. Amen. The eyes of your understanding comes open. Watch this here. And you see things you ain't never seen before. And you know things you never knew before. Yeah. And you have an understanding that you never had. Yeah. Wow. Amen. All of that from praying in the spirit. Yeah. Romans 8. Romans 8. I'm closing my book. I'm closing my book. Are you there? Yes. Romans 8 and verse 14. You know what it says? What does it say? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. You cannot be led by the Spirit in any other way. See, I can do everything that I see that is written for me to do in the Bible. See, I can do all of that. But living day to day in daily activities, I have no scripture to tell me to make certain decisions. I don't have no scripture. I don't have a scripture to tell me where to live. When to buy, what kind of car to ride, what store to go in to shop, what friends I should have, what church I should attend. There's so there's a, just a long list of things that I don't have scripture for. That's why I need the Holy Spirit to lead me. See, because Carrie is like the skip. I would make half the mistakes that I make, amen, if I would learn how to be led by him. Because remember, if he is leading me, that would certainly mean that he's in front of me in order to lead me. If I have no way of locating him to know where he's leading me, I don't know which way to go, even though he's leading me. And if you use your imagination just for a moment, just for a moment, I don't care how childish this seems, but this is just so real. This is so real. The Holy Spirit is a, say spirit. Spirit. <laughs> he is a spirit. I, I'm, I'm in this natural world with the ability to see you 
because you're in the natural world with me. He's in a spiritual world. I can't see him. Yet I am told to follow him. Read the verse for me again, please. Okay. 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Now do my favor. Read that one and John 16, verse 13, at the same time. Read both of those. Read both of those. And I show you what's expected of us. Come on. John 16, verse 13. Come on. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into... Notice, he guided me. Yeah. 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 He's guiding me. Well, I said, well, he's going to guide me with his word. That's what it is. God going to guide me with his word. Amen. Huh? But I go in the Bible to try to help me understand at this time in my life, should I take a chance to step out and get a mortgage, amen, when I don't know whether this job is going to last 10 years or not? I, I don't know. Should I do that? Guess what? I, I got a scripture. I can, say, I can find trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Amen. But, but when the okie dokie come, amen, I'm going to turn around and blame God for it. I don't think so. That's why he gave me the spirit. See, see, I have the yeah. spirit because God, you told me that. God said, I never told you that. God, you told me that. You told me, lean out to my own understanding. God, I stepped out, God. I stepped out on faith, God. I stepped out on faith. Amen. Amen. Remember now, faith has to do with the known truth. We teach faith is believing something that you don't know. I don't think so. I don't know where you get that from, amen. But no, 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 no. Watch this here. If faith speaks of the invisible, amen, it is based upon something that is promised. Come on now. All right, now watch this here. Watch this here. But, but if I'm led by the Spirit, come on, amen, I would know whether to do that or not, but watch this here. The Bible says we have an inward witness. Because when I go to do that, and that witness set off inside of me, I'm saying, excuse me for a minute. Let me go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Go to the bathroom. I said, Lord, what you saying to him? What you saying to me? Amen. Because that witness just went off. And God whispered and say, don't take it. You say, God, I need this job. But you know what you're going to do? You're going to obey it. You're going to obey him. Because here, here, here's it. Amen. Grown people are gullible and they, and they accuse, accuse children of being gullible and naive. Watch this here. It has to do with trust of character. You can stand three stories up with a child and the parent down three stories and say, let him go. I got him. I got him. 
that child gonna look down and gonna make a decision based upon who's down there. See, when trust is down there, amen, the child don't mind you letting them go. Because you know daddy got them. Daddy got them. Daddy got them. Glory be to God. Grown people makes decisions then not based upon character. They are gullible, not the children. Child ain't going to do it. Grown people trust situations, okay? Something that's going to benefit them some kind of way, but they're not looking at the character, amen. Are you with me? So here's my point, glory be to God. When we are led by God, we automatically trust him. The Bible say Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Uh-uh. Didn't have all the directions at all. But he knew who he was following. Come on. Amen. He knew who he was trusting. So therefore he went. The Bible say he ain't got no idea where he going. But I know who I trust. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. And this is what God expects for us to do. That we spend quality time praying in the spirit. Until we make that connection. Say connection. Because there's a place where you will connect with the Holy Ghost. And when you connect with the Holy Ghost, you will trust him. Glory be to God. Amen. I don't know whether this is the right thing for me or not. But he said yes and I'm going with him. I'm going with him. Glory be to God. Amen. How many times have I had to do that? I'm going with him. Because every time that I didn't trust him, because I needed to see something natural in order to believe it, glory be to God, it got me nowhere. The reason being, because God ain't going to let you do it that way. He ain't going to let you do it that way. God will teach all of his children how to trust him. All of them. All of them. will learn how to trust him. Nobody's going to escape that. If you're a child of God, you'll learn how to trust him. So, so, Tish, there'll be, there'll be times in your life where you say, I know it. I know it's him. I know it's him. Satan so may say, well, how, how you know, you know, based upon whatever it is, whatever it is. You say, Tish, this is a tale I know. I know, baby. I know this is it. This is it. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. And walk out there. Now, he may ask you later, how you know that? The scriptures say we have this inward witness. The Bible called him the hidden man of the heart. And he is there to guide you and to lead you and to direct your life. You better know that he will. As I quit today, as I quit, I'm going to quit now. Watch me now. Watch this. Don't follow people in this world. I don't care if it's you. <laughs> don't follow people in this world who just heady, high-minded. Got they they already they got a mind of their own. They ain't letting nobody got a mind of their own. They're not trying to listen to uh, many counselors. They're not trying to listen to somebody that amen that they know follow God. Amen. They got a mind of their own. And I'm telling you, 
I don't have to be a prophet to tell you where they're going to end up. Amen. I ain't got to be in there. I already know. The Bible tells us, amen, how do we know the path that they take in life? They choose not to walk with God. See, see, none of us can be so smart, amen, that we know. You don't know nothing. Right. Amen. I don't know either. You don't either. Right. But I have learned to depend on the one that I know everything. Yeah. Everything. Right. And I depend on him. Yeah. And so tell, I don't mind taking a day out, amen, when I don't know where I am. Amen. Amen. Shut those doors. Hey. Amen. Pull the shade down. Pull the blinds. Amen. Turn my phone off. You ain't going to get me on them days. Don't call me because you ain't going to get me. I'm turning that phone off, man, and I'm going to stay in that house and talk to God and walk with God until I make everybody else crazy in that house. Because the truth is, amen, I ain't about to do nothing until I get an answer to what I'm trying to get an answer to. I got to have an answer. I need it from the Lord, and he has it. God stopped me years ago of calling people that I thought I could depend on, amen, to ask them certain questions. He stopped me from doing that. He, you know, in his own way, he said, I'm your father. What are you asking them for? Did you ever say it? I'm going to say it. Because there come times in your life where God sees that you're always depending on human beings. And not coming to him, there'll come times in your life, amen, that even when they tell you to do something right, amen, they're going to come out right. When God comes to deal with his children, he wants to deal with his children. He wants to have fellowship with his children. He wants them to personally know who he is. I, I, I wouldn't have been talking like this, you know, all googie googie, except there were so many people in here sleeping today, I thought I'd wake them up. <laughs> that's all. I wouldn't would normally talk all crazy like this, but, you know, there's so many people sleeping. Amen, glory be God. Amen. I'm a pastor that don't like people to go sleep on me when I'm preaching. Amen, glory be God. You know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah, yeah, they all know. Amen. But, but as I quit, <laughs> amen. People, people, spend more time praying in the Holy Spirit. Spend more time. In the beginning, your flesh is going to fight you like everything. I'm going to show you 10 things you need to be doing. You know, you'll be praying in tongues, start cleaning up the house. You wasn't doing nothing until you start praying in tongues. That's the flesh being active. You're thinking of people that you need to call, and you get the pen start writing names down. Whenever I get through, I'm going to call them. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Spend quality time praying in the Spirit. Now, did, did you hear me today? Did you hear me today? And the man of God said to me, but Cliff, you cannot argue when you're praying in tongues. Can you? Can you? All right. 
So, you know, you and the spouse, ain't the way in the world y'all can argue with your friends. Oh, you come down for a side of a car, dog. Y'all don't come there, y'all don't come there, ha, da, da, da. You know what I mean? You can't do that. <laughs> you know, so spend time praying in the spirit. I love y'all. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.